Hi, and welcome to Dubbe's World of Watches with me, Dubbe. And today we have a special episode because I'm not here with my great friend, Joey. Hello. And Nico. Hello. Because as you uh, may have guessed, it's the coronavirus time and uh, we're sitting in our own homes recording over the phone and therefore the sound quality may not be as great as uh, we would like it to be. So we do apologize for that and hope you understand the reasons why. And today we have an interesting episode about the legendary Patek Philippe Nautilus model. And uh, you, we're going to start out with, without, with, with you, uh, Nico. Yeah, I mean, this watch doesn't need so much introduction, I think. I think most people listening <laughs> knows it very well. But yeah. a very short introduction. It was, it was introduced in 1976 and designed by Gerald Gemta, the very famous designer of uh, many watches, but uh, mainly Royal Oak, that is in the same category of luxury steel sport watches. Uh, and it's been an icon ever since. Uh, yeah, it's, cool. <laughs> it's uh, was famously advertised as one of the world's coastliest watches. Is made of steel, uh, and uh, today so it was uh, overpriced already from the start. <laughs> in other words. <laughs> they knew how to charge for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that is an epic, epic. No, but, uh, yeah, but but they have a very distinctive design where the, the bezel is something between round and rectangular. Yeah. Uh, and and octagon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Please. And when it was released, it was quite a big watch at a time. It was sized at 42 millimeters. Uh, so might have been a little bit like the start of the oversized trend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a slow start because... A very slow start. But also as the Royal Oak, it was ultra thin. That was the point of it. It was mainly steel. It was rather huge, but well on the wrist, it wasn't that big because of the, of the very, very small case, so to speak. And yeah. And I mean, the, the, the great thing yeah, Dental did was to make something that looked so luxurious, like both with the Royal Oak and with the Nautilus. I mean, so distinctive design that you know they could actually charge more than the gold watch for the for the watch. Yeah. And today, I mean, both those models are <laughs> very much still contemporary and in demand. Yeah, it's a fantastic watch uh, to be able to do that, as you say, still be a a modern watch, but have a such a huge, huge history uh, to back it up. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting as well. But uh, talking about interest, do you have a, uh, a, a model? Because the model program has uh, during the years grown and grown. And as uh, talking about Royal Oak, you can't can't not compare them because it's uh, 
they are so similar in development of the branding and the, the styling of the watch because they both started out as just one watches and then as demand grew as the the company depended more and more on that very model they uh, introduced new new styles new models uh, with new uh, functions and com- uh, complications and today it's a rather extensive line watch line with uh, different uh, also different sizes and uh, also shapes but within the Nautilus family but Nico do you have any favorite Nautilus I think I'm going to pass this back to Joe all right uh, yeah favorite are actually rather contemporary so oh Oh, it's modern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the, the young guy, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you're the young guy. Well, well that's, yeah. uh, I mean, we were not born when this watch was brought to the market. Um, uh, but, um, so we're not that old. Uh, but <laughs> j- just speaking about the, the Nautilus, it, I mean, it, it has some, while the Royal Oak has its oct- uh, octagonic, Shape the the Nautilus also have a kind of octagonic uh, theme to it. I mean, it's not round like uh, most watches was were back then, or square or round. It has this semi circle, so which actually consists of eight. I mean, if you look at the at the bezel, you can see that it every it is an octagon, but it's rounded, so every angle is a, a circle with its own, you know, over overlaying, if you, overlaying circles. If you just look at the look at the bezel, you you'll actually see that, and that has some really uh, to be able to to make that. I mean, that shape is that it's not round, it's not square, it's not octagon. Uh, it, no, and it's, it's something uh... it's something unique, and and that is really a really. Um, uh, that you create something that is such unique shape, not just a unique dial or a unique uh, bracelet, but also really a shape of it. Uh, that, that, I think that is that's an element that has made this this uh, model a um, I mean a model that will last for eternity. It's always it's always contemporary. It's always unique. Uh, and uh, and speaking of models. Like, like anyone would do if they have a successful model. It's like, oh shit, yeah, let's let's make some variants of this so we can sell more watches. And uh, Omar Piguet has done it, and Patrick Philippe, uh, they have done it, of course, uh, on the on the Nautilus. But to select a favorite, I remember before I had seen it in live, my favorite was the relatively new. Um, annual calendar, right? S- simply because I like uh, I like complications, and I and I really thought the that the annual calendar um, Nautilus would be a really cool uh, cool watch. It has the it has the, the day, the day, the month, and the moon phase, and and uh, and uh, and everything, and. Yeah, I re- that was really my favorite, fifty-seven twenty-six, until I actually tried it on. All right, what happened? Yeah, well, what happened? It was too thick. It was way too yeah. thick. Yeah. So it totally, uh, it, yeah, 
totally disappeared at my, you know, grail nautilus because it was too thick. And like you said in the beginning, uh, a point with with the with this design uh, and kind of the new thing about about uh, the nautilus when it came, like the Royal Oak, is that it was thin and yeah. it was it was big. Uh, I mean, in diameter. And it yeah. was expensive. That was also a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, which brings uh, bring, then brought me back after trying this too big annual calendar. It brought me back to the original fifty thirty seven zero zero that was actually launched in seventy six because that one I tried it as well abroad. Not to, I've never tried it in Sweden actually, but I tried it abroad, and that was yeah. that was thin. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was yeah. I mean, it it was such an appearance on the on the wrist. It, you really felt that you had something really special. Like all watches yeah. from back then, the bracelet was kind of shaky. You know, it's not like yeah. this this oh, super like solid bracelet that you have today. No. Yeah, um, but still, the looks of it and also the feeling. Yeah, and also really like uh, I mean, that's that's also really. It really brings an extra uh, ironic flavor to it uh, that this 3700 uh, super expensive steel watch it doesn't even have a second hand. So no. it's just you know <laughs> it's just there. It's Nothing just happens, there. and it's just expensive, yeah. and it's in steel. I mean, it has all these elements that you actually would like. It's to have, from my point yes. of view. So, yes. uh, so that's my favorite. Uh, which, uh, and I'll let, uh, I'll let you continue with your favorites. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, oh, I, 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 I'm so. I try to remember try to the reference modern. number. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's actually it is a great story because as you uh, I I tried a lot of Pateks all over the world but this one I was at the Patek room on Bond Street in London 2005 and I think it was this this was the white gold version because there at the time it was two versions the at the gym it was the Jumbo of course and uh the steel one was with the power serve, and I always disliked that because uh, the power serve was, first of all, it was like a 38-hour power serve, which is ridiculously the same as a, as a Rolex, and it didn't look that great as, to start with. But, of course, they Roman, made a white... It had Roman dial. Yeah. Roman numbers. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I... I have standards to keep up to, so no, I don't do that. But if you are wealthy enough and have good taste, they could sell you a white gold version with uh, with sticks and no power reserve. And that one I tried at the Patek Room in London. And after that, it's just the one I want because it was ultra thin, quite heavy, so beautiful. And uh, once again... We talked earlier in another episode about the experience going to a, to a store, and that was quite an experience because I, it was 2005. I I had no real intent of or the money even to start with to buy a, 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 that kind of watch, but 
the way they treated you when you came into the store, that was an amazing experience because they they treated you as if you were Sultan of Bernay, but you looked like a hobo. But that level of commitment when you to a customer is rarely seen any place, anywhere in the world. So that was uh, a tremendous experience, actually. And, and, so that's, yeah. that's, 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 yeah. Well, just filling in. So, in 2005, you actually went into a Patek store and asked, "May I try an Nautilus?" And and it was possible. I mean, you yes. would never do that today. In no, 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 no. No, that's not possible. Due to the simple that... fact that there are no Nautiluses uh, laying around <laughs> to to try. And if it would, uh, the the stores who actually got it would lose money to sell it to you. So they won't do it either because okay. then they lose money, and that would be <laughs> that's not so nice for anybody. So uh, yeah, Nico, do you have any favorite? Now it's time for you to talk about your favorites. <laughs> what yeah, yeah. I mean, I have two like notes that you know makes my heart goes a little bit faster than the yeah. others. Uh, one is actually, uh, I think it's the 2006 novelty, the Nautilus yeah. Chronograph 5980. Yeah. Uh, with the center single subdial chronograph. Uh, and you said this one? I think it was released. I'm... No, 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 2006. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I was, I was thinking about something else. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you continue. Yeah. Uh, no, but that one is, uh, you know, I never tried it, but I, I think it would be pretty cool. And I think for the Nautilus, I think the dial has to have a symmetrical layout. Yeah. I don't really get the ones with the moon face with the, the power serve at like 11 o'clock. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 57, 12. Uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, not not really. I don't know. What what do you think about that dial? It's not for me. I uh... <laughs> no. It's well. I mean, there's I... so many beautiful patex out there. Why choose one who isn't? <laughs> it, it looks well, like like yeah. badly designed uh, car. Yeah, and from the nineties. Yeah, where you just smashed in, uh, you know, whatever. An American car from the nineties. They were horrible. Yeah, but it, it was... gets that little bit like not so designed. It's just uh, different uh, subdials on on the background. Yeah. Uh, and the logo, like kind of off center. Off center. Uh, the power service at uh, like ten o'clock. It's uh, no, it's. Yeah, and the power yeah. serve, it's like 38 hours. Why do you, it's ridiculous to do it. If, if you're going to have a power serve, it's going to be 10 days or something, like IWC's Big Pirate. That's super cold because it's two, 10 days, but 38 hours, it's my Rolex has that. It's not impressive. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. I think it's 48 hours. <laughs> All right, wow. I agree about you know, everything being... Uh, the, the dial is being really mixed and uh, and the off center and everything. It's it's like it's a little bit like the the Patek fifty seven twelve. It's a little bit to the 
to the to the Nautilus uh, models, like the Pan one two three is in the luminar line for Panerai, and that oh, is, yeah, yeah. that's the left-handed power reserve. Yeah, uh, luminar uh, marina, with you know everything is upside down, and you I mean you need to look at the watch for five minutes before before <laughs> you can actually realize what time it is. Uh, because everything is just mixed, the the logo is is there and the the power service is in another place and and um, maybe the fifty seven twelve of Patek is a little bit like that. It's so yeah. and that and, and also I mean it's also a little conflict because the Panerai Pan one two three for that sole reason that this totally awkward makes it really cool. And, yeah. and I mean, a favorite, if I would be able to buy, you know, a bunch of Panerais, that would definitely be one of them. And maybe uh, the same goes a little bit to this, to the 5712. It is not what you would buy in first place, but it is so, uh, it's so, so strange that the strangeness makes it a little cool as well. Yeah, but as you say, it looks exactly as they just, they flip the moment and watch and then they they figure out how to make the dial work because yeah, it looks. I, I got a headache when I looked at it. Yeah, the, the only positive thing about it is that it doesn't have a date window. It shows date, the date in a, in another way. Or, I mean, almost all other uh, Nautiluses they have a, a date window, not all yeah. of them. Some, of course, that doesn't have a date. Yeah, this has a travel time. A, uh, but but, but yeah, still, exactly. they, it's so that makes it. There's no hole in the in the dial, which makes makes it. Uh, no, but um, but nice for me, there. if if I if I would have designed this watch, I would have taken away the power store because it's 41 hours or 48. It's ridiculous. And the second the second hand uh, sub dial, why? Because it's it looks real ugly. And then instead, you put the date and moon face sub dial in the center. You 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 relocate the Patek so it's in the center, the Patek Philippe logo, and then you have a tremendously beautiful watch that you know gonna sweep the floor with everything else who is a a moon face date watch because it's a Patek, it's perfectly symmetrical and everything. But no, no, they have to do they have to fix something that isn't broken. And layout wise that comes into my Next Nautilus, I would yeah. really love to have. Uh, this one was introduced in 2014. It's the travel time chronograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and here you have like perfectly symmetry, beautiful layout, beautiful. Uh, I really love their GMT hands. That is like a skeletonized uh, hour hand extra. Yeah. Here they really, <laughs> really got the symmetry going. Yeah, they, yeah, they really made it symmetric, but they also fitted all the all the everything they could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in an extremely uh, clean layout. Yeah, yeah, but and, uh, it's it's uh, and and the size of it. You 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 talked about being too thick. I mean, this one you you don't you don't even need to try it. You see, it's going to be a huge mother because it's all complications going to add up 
to size in thickness. Yeah, I, and, I, yeah, I, didn't, and, I never tried this one, but, but I tried the, the Aquanaut uh, cut into it because yeah, it's the, the same. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's the same, but it's in an Aquanaut scale, and that was yeah. sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I get it, but at the same time, no. <laughs> but but was the astronaut too thick, or was it just thick? <laughs> well, I mean, if they would if they would give it to me, I, I wouldn't say, oh no, I don't want it. It's too thick. It's not that thick. <laughs> but it was. But uh, getting away from the Aquanaut, but uh, or from the Nautilus, but I remember trying that Aquanaut with the travel time. Uh, it was in Spain, and this was uh, not certain about the year, but maybe it was like uh, 2016, 2017, yeah. maybe. Yeah. The price of that, I mean, that was in a store. So just going into a tech store and uh, trying it on cutting the rubber and get out. Uh, that would have been mine for, I think, about 40,000 euros um, just uh, just buying it. Was and, it with uh, the open heart or was it uh, the cover? No, it was the travel cover. time. It, no, it was the travel time. But the travel time comes with an open heart as well, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe it does. Isn't that yeah, a, I think you know, so. advanced mumbo jumbo thing? Yeah, and it looks horrible. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah. 6.5G. Well, yeah, it comes with a power. I mean, you can buy it with with the open heart, you know, Senate style kind of thing, but you can yeah. also buy it without it. And this was actually without it. So um, I guess you, you can buy it with more. taste or with no taste. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because with that. This is a complete different topic, but open heart. I yeah no, we're not even going to talk about it because I get so. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's keep that okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean we're all already into the topic, and this yeah. is maybe a more generic topic, but but I'm thinking about the topic of of uh, uh, super clean uh, steel watches evolving into. Uh, highly complicated um, watches, with even with uh, with diamonds and uh, and precious metals, and um, the Nautilus has also done that journey. I mean, we've seen uh, uh, Royal Oak do that journey, yes. even by perpetual calendar or even a grand complication, uh, the grand sonnier and all kinds of of uh, super complex. Uh, Royal Oaks. Yes. The most complicated Patek Nautilus you can buy is, of course, the the perpetual calendar. So, around the table, what what do you think? Or not table? I mean, we're sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> oh, my over there. <laughs> over there. Yeah. I mean, well, is it okay? Or where does the limit go? Where it gets? Where you're 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 too far away from the original aesthetics and kind of thought of the watch. Both the Royal Oak and the Nautilus started as a super clean steel yeah. watch that is supposed to be thin and expensive. Period. Now we can see uh, Royal Oaks with you know um, 
super yeah. complicated and game sets uh, versions. And the same, and Patek hasn't come that far. They have made a grand no. or a, a protective calendar, but do you also see Patek, Philippe, Nautilus becoming as, you know, freaked out as uh, as they were loaded with uh, with uh, grand complication even or or uh, grand sonier or tourbillons or you know those kind of things going yeah because that is actually uh, one thing that's missing from the patek craziness line is the tourbillon well, is it is it really missing i mean do we want it no yeah yeah, yeah i was going to come to that because if you're so a purist patek want it if you're a pur- purist even a, a chronograph like in the Royal Oak series is an abomination if you're a purist because that is not the original, so to speak, watch. Then you have altered it in a, in a way that isn't true to the original or something. But for me, I really like everything um, on, the, on, the, on, the, um, on the Royal Oak line because Royal Oak is, even though they have cra- more crazy stuff, there have been more conservative when it comes to design, except for one Tourbillon versions, because that one is an abomination of all, because it has no... Uh, it could have been the most beautiful watch they ever made, but instead they made it the most ugliest watch they ever made, because the Tourbillon has a... It has no uh, crown, and it looks very, very cool without the crown, but to make to make it look uglier, they have made the tourbillon window into a semi-octagon style. It's, it's, it's not the Royal Oak exactly because they couldn't fit it so it looks proper. So that one, I, it, it's, such a, it's such a huge, huge mistake on their part because they could have made it so beautiful, but instead they made it hideous and it looks, yeah, really, really ugly. But for Patek, I don't know, but... They are more, I don't know how to put it, but they, I, I, I don't know. The Perpetual Calendar is really, really beautiful, but the rest of the models I don't care for, actually. And the Gamset version is really, really cool because it's such a, it is so difficult to, to make the, the setting of the diamonds in that kind of space and the watches and everything and the, and the sizes of the diamonds. It's, it's a complicated, complicated thing to do as a respect other craftsmanship to set a watch with diamonds but complication wise i uh, for me they can't take away everything except the perpetual calendar because that is actually super beautiful everything else i i don't care for and especially these new ladies watches uh, or who they aiming these watches to i don't really know but uh, 7118 for example i i yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah, that was my yeah. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, think I, I, I actually see two, two, two other, I mean, uh, future evolutions of the Nautilus that would actually still uh, not tamper too much with the with the uh, you know original aesthetics. One thing should be. And I mean that must come at some point, uh, because Patek uh, Philippe is really king of doing that, and that would be a tourbillon Patek Philippe yeah. Nautilus. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest, the, 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 the good thing about Patek Philippe when they do a tourbillon is that they never 
they never open the dial to show it. Uh, they always have a closed dial, uh, and yep. then you need to see it from the back. And how yep. cool would that be to have a, uh, <laughs> you know, an Nautilus? Just looks like an Nautilus, but it has the small text Tourbillon added yeah. down. I mean, that yeah. would just sweep away all the other Nautiluses totally with that yeah. small little text line, and you wouldn't notice any difference, and you would just add another zero to the price. That is something that must come at some point. Yes. Another thing that also must come <laughs> is, uh, and to really keep it clean, but also expensive, is to have a, a minute repeater. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's the case, it's already built for it. Uh, and you already have the obvious place to put, yeah. put the slide. If you just make that, you know, the, the thing on the left, if you just make some part of that movable down, and yeah. voila, you have yourself uh, uh, a minute repeater, and you can yeah. still remain the aesthetics of the watch, and you can just skip all the other complications. You can just have the, have the time and date and a minute repeater. That yeah. would still be on the theme of the Nautilus. Expensive, yeah. simple, but still, you know, something extra. So those two, but, can, those two models, they must come. Yeah, but, yeah. but going back to your first thing, when, when, when does it come too far from the, from the concept of steel sports? Uh, and, you know, whatever you said more, but I think the problem is the consumers that, you know, buys this extremely expensive watch and doesn't sport with it. They don't wear it. They put it in a, locker yeah, in the uh, safe, in the safe. Uh, and I think to be honest it can be uh, as long as it's a watch made for sports even though it has this function it's it's still an Oculus. but when people start to treating them like you know a piece of gold uh, yeah that's when they lose their the concept I think in a way yeah uh, and within, like, if, you know, they put diamonds and people wear them playing tennis or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're so right there. Uh, the, the, yeah, you're so right. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll out to everybody, everybody walking around with your Nautiluses, uh, in the, not using them or keeping them in the safe. Go out and uh, play tennis with them, do sports, swim with them. Otherwise, yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't own the Nautilus. You should send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, in that case, buy some Bergeni or something if you want some. Horology history in the safe. Yeah. Probably not as good investment, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a sport. It's a sport watch. I mean, it should be made sporting, and I think all the functions that you know support any type of lifestyle, yeah, should be there. Yeah, I totally agree. 
And and one thing that Patek actually both has done and hasn't is the Royal Oak has come as a Royal Oak offshore. And in this offshore line, they have all other crazy stuff they can think about and the concept watches. But Patek, they have kind of done it with the Aquanaut, but it's never, it's not taken that to that extreme as the Royal Oak offshore has taken the ultra sporty version of a sport watch. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going here, but 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 yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're obviously going there. Uh, I mean, so the big question is. I mean, I was talking about some some other missing Nautilus models, but do you think we will see a Nautilus offshore? Yeah, I, no, I, I don't think so. Actually, I, I mean, hope. The, the, yeah, it could be great, but at at the same time. But, but it, that's 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 the point you you talked about it earlier the the 40 year anniversary Patek when it was launched everybody hated it and it was the the only Patek that's never gonna sell and now you go this go for crazy money and everybody wants it because it's such a cool watch and the text is so badass and so and so on so if Patek decides to do a a Nautilus offshore it would be a, a tremendous hit, and if it is priced it priced right, and there at least a possibility to get the watch in time, not just next decade, but like this year, it would be a, a sale hit beyond measure for Patek, at least in Patek in the Patek I mean, universe. They are probably, you know, enviously looking at uh, uh, from Patek. They're probably looking. With envious eyes, looking yeah. at the great success of the Royal yeah. Oak offshore, and uh, yeah. if they could copy that success, uh, I think they would do it. But it would be yeah. I mean, the obvious kind of references to what was done in the, the in the nineties by, by yeah. a competitor brand would be quite obvious. So maybe they. Yeah. Maybe Patek would would rather not do the create a new Nautilus offshore. They would maybe make a totally new sports yeah. line. Uh, and that's what I actually think. With yeah, elements, but they wouldn't call it Nautilus. They would call it something else. Just to yeah. And actually, when when, when you say that, obvious. yeah, because that is the reason for me when you talk about it for the Aquanaut because it is an answer to the to the offshore line, but not. No, 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 and it's not that cool either, and it's not that crazy, because that is, yeah. but also because Patek came in late to the game, so whatever they do, it's already been done, and that's the Patek, I wouldn't say uh, disadvantage, because they don't need any help to sell watches, they are the big three, they are one of the top three makers of the world, they're the end, end of the line for most people. Uh, so they don't need any any help, but but yeah, I think so actually because uh, they they tried, but they just became a yet another very sleek model from from Patek, but with a rubber strap, uh, not not the craziness of Royal Oak offshore madness, though so to speak. No, let's see. I mean, yeah, just, let's see. Just, and, just, hope. and just to end it, I mean, we cannot mention Nautilus without without mentioning the price. 
uh, yeah. looking looking back uh, a few a few years, and uh, yeah. and uh, we sometimes mention things that we didn't buy, yeah, uh, decisions that we didn't take or wrong decisions, obviously, yeah, uh, and uh, just I just remember uh, this was maybe what can it be in 2015 perhaps or something uh, not yeah. too long ago maybe 2014 no. even um i remember uh it was an auction house in sweden kaplan's auctions they yeah. they were selling a 3800 so um the the medium size uh yeah. medium size uh, nautilus with the second hand, you know, like the regular 5700 now, but uh, yeah, but smaller, you could say yeah. like that. Uh, it was on an auction and it, and it wasn't sold. No one wanted to buy it, so it was in the store, and you could buy it for uh, in euros about five thousand five hundred euros. Over disk, you can walk out yeah. over the same day. It's yeah. that with, is crazy. With the 387. Yeah. I didn't do that, so but for nope. this episode, I just had a look uh, at Chrono 24. Yeah. Um, and uh, the prices now, you need to add about 30,000 euros to that price. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. And I also remember crazy. looking at, I mean, back in the day, I mean, that was actually, talking about Chrono 24, and that was back in the days when Chrono 24 was actually uh, created. I remember one of the yeah. first searches I did was the Nautilus 3700, um, yeah. my favorite original uh, Nautilus. And I remember yeah. uh, I remember see, seeing that, them and, and thinking, oh, my God, they are so expensive. They are about 40,000 euros. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, you need, you need to triple that now. Yeah, <laughs> or at least double it. Yeah, yeah. On the condition and the yeah and the box. Yeah. So, and, and this has happened in just you know five years. Yeah, last, it's been yeah, last five years. Totally freak, freaking out. Yeah, the, it's amazing. But so, uh, as, as you mentioned, yeah. today we can and. And once again, we're talking about the coronavirus. We, we, we see a decrease in prices actually on the Patek watches, uh, on the, on various models and also various, uh, earlier during the, uh, the 2020. And some started already in the summer of, or the late 19. But, uh, some watches started right now in, in March this month, uh, February, March. And is the coronavirus, uh, how to speak, putting an uh, end to the crazy, crazy watch uh, prices or is flattened out? Or do you have any take on that, Joey? Yeah, well, my, 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 my generic take on, on uh, paying more than retail price for a watch that is currently being manufactured is that just don't do it. I mean, yeah. vintage watches will always be vintage. A 3700, I mean, there are only X amount of, of 3700s out yeah. on this planet. And so that's, you have one kind of static uh, number in the whole equation. But when it comes to watches currently being, you know, 
manufactured. Um, There are only variables in this equation. And uh, I mean, the the one that will come out as a loser in the end will, in a lot of cases, be the one who paid more than retail price on on the watch. Not on a short short term, but looking at longer terms. That's kind of my general take. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, and it's against, you know, it, it it must be a bad feeling. I've never done it, but it must be a bad feeling paying more than retail price on a yeah. watch. Just just the feeling, the concept, it, it just feels yeah. wrong. So, yeah, so, I couldn't uh, agree and, more because yeah. buying a... a uh, yeah, for exactly, I couldn't agree more because it's just must be... It, it, it isn't that... Fantastic. I mean, if you if you buy a, a Ferrari that is num, limited numbers, yes, of course you you will buy it on the secondhand market the same day for more money. But it, because it's a limited number car and it has all this magic surrounding it, but having to buy a watch that's not limited and will every year as long as it's uh, in production, just increase the numbers of who's out there and then pay double the price and it's like one second old from the original owner it's 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 ridiculous it's it there's no uh there's no glory in that it doesn't make any sense and uh no it's it doesn't i think you need to I think this is this is a whole discussion uh, that that could be yeah. that we could uh, apply for. I mean, who with Rolex and everything. So uh, yeah, I think we can. Uh, uh, it's we can yeah, yeah. It's Rolex that. Patek. Yeah, we can conclude that, that it needs further analysis and further discussions. Yeah. But uh, yes, for now, our quick yeah, uh, our quick advice: don't buy watches for more than the retail price. It's not good for no. you in the long run. Yeah. And that, with that top tip from our side, we uh, like to thank you for listening and hope you had a great time and talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao.